Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex, and I hope everyone is having a very amazing Tuesday. I know I am because it's my birthday today. I turned 28, which is honestly so crazy. Like, I remember my 21st birthday, or I remember turning 21 um, because it was literally a dumpster fire. I was a hot mess. Um, And now that I'm like closer to 30 than I am to 20, like my brain still can't wrap my mind around that. And the fact that it's like my late 20s, I'm like no longer my mid 20s. I feel like when I was 27, I was really holding on to some, I'm still in my mid 20s, but like 28, no, I'm in my late 20s. It's so crazy. But I am so excited for what this year has in store for me. Last year, when I was 27, it was all about getting out of debt. I spent the better part of the year doing that. Um, And so to enter 28, being debt-free, working on becoming homeowners, it's just crazy. So I am really, really excited. And I hope you guys are having a really good day, even though it may or may not be your birthday. Um, With that being said... um, Let's get into life updates. I do have one kind of major life update, and that is I finally found and accepted a new job, and I am so excited to be joining this particular company. I'm really excited about the company's mission, what I'm going to be doing, um, and it's just been a long time coming, so I'm really, really excited to um, be starting that. Um, We are still, you know, trying to get our ducks in a row as far as, like, saving up to buy a house. Um, Honestly, it's kind of overwhelming thinking about purchasing a home. Um, Last week on my Instagram, I asked my, I asked, you know, followers, friends, whoever, like how long did it take for them to save up a down payment for their house? Um, And the general answer was around one to two years. I did have someone say five years. Um, So that was around the same timeline. Like the one to two years is what I was personally thinking we'd be able to save up a decent down payment for. Um, Not going to lie, once we paid off our debt, we really kind of struggled to rebuild our savings because right after we got a debt, we ran into what do you know, car issues. And so we had to get a new transmission, which was about $2,000. I had received a bonus from my previous employer for like end of year. And so all of that money went towards, you know, fixing the car. So we've just been dealing with that. Um, And so we just really haven't had the chance to kind of build up a solid savings yet. So we're trying to do that while also trying to save it for a down payment. It's just... It's going, um, and I think we'll be able to, you know, get get a decent down payment by the end of the year. Um, but like I said, it was really comforting to know that like people took like a year to two years. Some people were really honest, and they were like, "Look, like I saved up X amount of dollars, but my parents put in X amount of dollars." And I was like, "Honestly, I appreciate you for being so transparent because I feel like a lot of times, due to social media, people just pop up on your timeline with like, um." a house they're like we're homeowners and I'm like wait what like how how did you do that and like people are having like nice houses like not living in squalor like really nice I'm like I know this house probably costs like a pretty penny like how are you guys doing it so to have people say like oh yeah like my parents helped me out or like I had an inheritance or something like that I'm like wow okay well 
that kind of, you know, gives me better insight and kind of changes the way I'm putting pressure on myself. Not that I'm really putting pressure on myself anymore. I think I used to when I first moved into my in-laws. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to like get out. But honestly, we're going on two years you got to look at the bright side here. I can't always be, you know, moping around. So I've accepted it. We're moving on. We're doing what we need to do. So yeah, Um, I'm trying to think of like what else is going on in my life. Mm, Nothing else. So with that being said, I'm going to dive right into today's episode. Before we get started, I do just have a few housekeeping rules to go over. First and foremost, if you love this podcast, enjoy listening to it, want to continue to support it, please feel free to give me a five-star review and share it. Share it with your mom, your grandma, your dad, your uncle, your cousin, whoever. Just go out and share it. Next, um, I do just want to read... A quick little disclaimer. So the information, views, and opinions expressed during this podcast, Financial Flex with Lex, are solely my own and they do not represent those of my employer. So any ideas, strategies, or anything that you guys hear on this um, podcast, just for informational purposes, just for funsies, and um, they don't really constitute actual financial advice. So take what I say with a grain of salt um actually less than that do your own research um I'm just sharing with you guys my stories other people's stories and you know all the things so yeah now that we've gotten that out of the way let's jump into today's episode so at the top of the episode I mentioned that I got a new job which I am so excited about however I can't negate the seven months that I spent looking for said new job. So I really wanted to take today to discuss or just share a few lessons that I learned while on the job hunt, because as we all know, looking for a new position can be so stressful. And I think even during this time of the quote unquote great resignation, um, it's very competitive, even more competitive than like I actually realized going through the process. So um, with that being said, I just wanted to share my story um, in hopes to like encourage someone who may be going through a similar situation or is thinking about, you know, making, you know, their next career move. So I'll just start from the beginning, um, back to last summer. Um, I was working for a company and I had done amazing things there and the team was great and I was really, really excited about about the work that I had done, but I had felt like I had reached my glass ceiling there. I was kind of ready to take on more responsibility, learn more, do more. So I came across another opportunity that I felt at the time would have been a great fit for me. Um, I was really excited because I wanted to make the switch into influencer marketing. So I thought that this new role would be like perfect. Like it's in influencer marketing. It's still an entertainment. Um, that is where I want to be. That is what I want to do. So I applied, went through a rather quick interview process. I believe I only did one actual formal sit down interview before I was extended the offer. Um, And obviously I accepted the offer and I quickly realized that, oh, this is not for me. Um, Now, I won't go into like, you know, all the details, but I just felt like, not that I had made a mistake because I believe that everything happens for a reason, but I knew that this was not what I wanted to do. And so I needed to kind of 
get out, so to speak. So I started doing this thing, which I'll term like panic applying because I was like, oh no, I've got to get out of here. And so literally a week later, open LinkedIn was just applying to literally anything and everything. And it was landing, you know, interviews. Um, But I wasn't landing an actual job. And so this went on for literally months. Like once it hit like the four to five month mark, I was like, oh my goodness, like what am I doing wrong? There's something wrong with me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm not, clearly these companies just don't see the value in me. I'm not valuable. Like I've gotten myself in this mess. Um, And I was, and this was like, you know, maybe a month or two before we were scheduled to pay off our debt. Um, And I was seriously thinking about just quitting. I was like, I think I might just quit and work at Starbucks or get some kind of hourly part-time job where that's flexible, where I can still apply for jobs. But the stress of my current job won't be weighing on me. um, And I can just kind of put all my energies towards working, I mean, towards finding a new job. However, as we all know, you know, a lot of customer service facing jobs like baristas, waitresses, stuff like that. Um, In order to make decent money, you literally have to be working around the clock 24-7. When I went to my local Starbucks to go get an application, um, this really sweet girl was like, yeah, like, I think we pay about 12 bucks an hour. And I was like, I had to like do the math for a second. And I was like, wait, like, I would have to be literally working all day, every day to make what I'm currently making now. Um, And because we were so close to getting out of debt, I didn't want to self-sabotage and um, not be able to complete that journey, so to speak. So I thugged it out. I toughed it out. I was just like, you know what? Like, let me just continue to do the best that I can at work because being a good employee is like important to me like I'm someone who like I don't like letting people down despite what I'm feeling so I very much was like let me still continue to do a good job at work while also still looking for other opportunities but during this time it kind of clicked for me um that it wasn't necessarily my resume I think my resume was fine it was like my interviewing um and so I would do a lot of mock interviews with John um and my father-in-law and they were really really helpful because they were able to kind of see what my problem areas were um as far as interviewing and like they were also able to give me insight as to what employers were like looking for when they ask certain questions um because you know during job interviews certain questions are asked and they're looking for like a specific answer and honestly before going through those mock interviews I had no idea what some of those answers were um to the questions but after doing it I was like oh that totally makes sense so I think like one lesson I learned was just like being open about like needing help with interviews um, or interviewing and doing mock interviews with people who were like more knowledgeable about the interview process than I was. And they were able to provide me feedback. Like, did it hurt my feelings sometimes or did I get a little sensitive? Yes. But I think it definitely made me a much better interviewer and I could see myself progressing after every single um, interview. So with that being said, um, I kind of really... Hmm, what do I say like my interviewing skills got really really sharp and I also as they got better I also got more confident which is like my next lesson was just basically like knowing your worth knowing what you bring to the table um I think sometimes when 
we're going on job interviews, especially if we're trying to leave a job, we get like a little panicky, a little desperate sometimes. And so you it reads off that way. Um, But when you approach an interview like I know what I'm talking about. I'm an expert in this field. I'm very confident. I feel like you just present better um, because I know for me, like that was that was most definitely the case. So along with that, I have being consistent and persistent. I think this probably was the most important thing for me um, was being consistent and being persistent. And what I mean by that was continuously applying, um, but also continuing to apply even though I was getting rejected literally every single day. Um, I probably applied to over a hundred jobs, not even going to lie, probably honestly more than that, um, and was on a lot of interviews and I would get rejected. Sometimes I would get the phone call that I, you know, didn't make it to the final round or I would get an email or sometimes I would just get ghosted by, um, companies completely. And even though I would cry about it or I'd be really hard on myself or really upset, I never stopped because I knew that, um, I knew that something, I knew that something out there was for me. I just had to keep going. But also what really helped me too was really sitting down and getting very granular with what I actually wanted. So by that, I mean, in my current, not my current roles, in my past roles, I was in entertainment and I realized that even though I liked and enjoyed entertainment, I enjoyed music as a consumer, um, working in it was a completely different thing. And I had just honestly like fell out of love with it. Um, entertainment music was something that I'd wanted to really work in in high school and in college. And, you know, I did internships and all the things that kind of led me to get the roles that I had, which I'm very thankful for. But then I kind of realized like, you know what, I want to do more mission based, service based companies like that's what I want to work for I want to work for a company that has a mission that that is aligned with my values and um things like that so that was like the first step also kind of figuring out where my where my interests where they were what industries was was I interested enough to you know um go and look you know go and apply for and so I'm like you know what like I'm really obsessed with like personal finance, financial literacy, that's a big part of who I am. Like I have a whole Instagram account dedicated to it, a whole podcast. I talk about it nonstop. Like even people in my last job, they would be like, oh, so I heard you paid off your loans. Like, how can I do that? Like, how did you do that? And I would literally light up. Like, I just love talking about personal finance. I just, I think it's important. Um, So I really wanted, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this switch from entertainment into either financial technology or financial services because that's where my interests lay. That's what I'm really passionate about. But not only do I want to work for a fintech or a financial services company, I want to make sure that there is a mission and that there's a value that I'm aligned with and that I can get behind and that I'm really, really passionate and excited about. So once I you know, nailed that down. I got really granular and really specific about the roles and the companies that I was applying for. So at one point in time, I was like, well, maybe marketing, social media marketing, like just isn't for me. Maybe I want to do project management because I had done a little bit of that in previous roles. And so 
you know, those are the roles I tried to go after. However, I kind of realized that like I just didn't have all of the skills needed to become a project manager. Um, and I still really enjoyed social media marketing, influencer marketing and just marketing in general. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to get I don't want to doubt myself as far as like, am I a good marketer? Am I a good marketing professional? Like, I know I am. So let me not flee to one thing. Let me come back and focus on um, you know, this specific role. So I started getting really granular with like the industry. I started, you know, getting really picky about like the roles, making sure I was reading through the descriptions and that like I was actually interested in the role um, and the day to day tasks. And that was very useful for me because in the interviews, when, you know, people are asking me, so why are you making the switch? Because I got that a lot going from entertainment to fintech or financial services is a huge leap um, and there's not really much of a correlation I had an explanation I could say like I spent the last four years getting out of debt I have a podcast I have an Instagram dedicated towards it um, it's something that I'm really really passionate about and then for the role I had done everything before but just like in an just for entertainment but I, you know a few things could change but overall I had like a pretty solid understanding um, of the role at hand. So we have being persistent, knowing your worth. Um, and then the last two I have is are going with the flow and then knowing when to take a break. So for all of my type A girlies or pals out there, going with the flow is so important when you're interviewing. Um, I know for me, I try to control the situation as much as I could, but I would always end up disappointed. Um, and so just letting go of all expectations, just doing the best that you could that you can do during the interview and then like forgetting about it works wonders because I was seriously making myself sick. I was making myself very, very sad, very anxious every time I went through an interview process because I was just so, I just wanted the job so bad. And so I was trying to do everything that I could in my control to kind of like let that be the outcome. And then when it wasn't, I'd be really, really upset. So just letting go of all expectations and just going with the flow. You got an interview, great. You made it to the second round, awesome. You made it to the third round, congratulations. But don't try to, I guess, manipulate the um, the process, you know, to have it come out in your desired outcome because honestly like you just can't control that stuff and I've also realized too like if a company really really wants you like you'll be able to tell like you don't have to follow up with them a million times or they're not going to reschedule your interview like five different times and then go oh wait we've already filled the position like they won't do any of that like you'll be able to tell I um, mean that was something I definitely experienced during my interview process like the companies that were really interested in me, I could tell because I literally did not have to follow up with them. Um, they would just email me right away or maybe like 24 hours after I interviewed to let me know what the next steps were. Um, for companies I that I interviewed with and I realized that like, oh, they may not be interested in me. It was like they rescheduled my interview literally four times and then told me like, oh, the role has been filled already and things like that. Or they would just like completely go ghost after having me go through all these rounds. And even though it was a crappy feeling, it was almost like I dodged a bullet. I was like, well, you know, obviously they weren't as excited about me as I was about them. So listen, like it may just not be the place for me to work at. Um, and then with knowing when to take a break, 
Honestly, looking for a job while you have a full-time job is just like a full-time job and a half. Um, it's so stressful. And especially if you are back in office, so you can't really take um, phone calls or Zoom calls, um, you know, in the comfort of your home, you're having to, you know, duck off to your car or like duck off to like an unused office, like in the building, things like that. And it just got really exhausting. But also there was a point where, I was literally doing three interviews in a day, you know, running from the office to the car to, you know, do phone screenings when I was able to, you know, work from home, you know, take a Zoom interview really quickly, things like that. It got to be a lot. And then on top of that, I'm still keeping up with my work. I'm still, you know, leading my team, doing all of those things like trying to be very present, not letting my work like falter. And I remember one morning it was like my second or third interview of that day and I was sitting in my car waiting for the recruiter to call me and it literally just hit me I was like I cannot interview again for like at least like a week or two like it literally felt like someone had like punched me in my head I was just so burnt out and exhausted from interviewing answering like you know the same questions and Get, getting far into the process and getting nowhere and I, I was like I need a break so I took a week or two off just to kind of not have anything scheduled decompress you know build myself back up because my ego was literally shot or not my ego my confidence was shot um, just from being rejected so much so taking taking that time was so needed and so helpful because I was able to come back refocused recharged and continue um, and continuing on the hunt for a new opportunity so those are the lessons that I've learned um, and then just like a few things I've touched on it earlier but like doing mock interviews with people that are more knowledgeable than you about like the interview process and things like that very very helpful because like I said there are some questions that like interviewers would ask me and I would answer it one way but then after doing my mock interview I'm like oh this is what they're looking for like that makes sense and the light bulb kind of clicked for me so like for example like when they would ask me like so what do you do I would get into this really in-depth detailed explanation of like what I did but after I did my mock interview, I was told like these people aren't in your industry. So like all these terms, all these things that you're using, like they don't understand. So you just need to do a very high level overview of like what you're doing. And I was able to condense down, like, let's just say like a paragraph worth of words into like two sentences. And the people that I was speaking with, they were able to get a better grasp of what it was, that, what it was that I was doing. Um, so things, so advice like that was very, very helpful. Um, I touched on, you know, being confident. So this was actually something, a piece of advice that I got from a recruiter, Nick. He's been on the show and I've mentioned him a few times in other episodes, but he was like, go in really confident. He was like, you know, they're interested in you for a reason. So don't doubt that. So once I kind of got my confidence back up, I was just like, you know what? Like I'm going in, I'm being myself, I'm being confident, like, if they like me, great. If they don't, it is what it is. So I think that was a very great piece of advice because like I said, sometimes when you're trying to leave a job or let's just say you quit your job, you're kind of interviewing from a place of like desperation and you don't come across as very confident. Um, and sometimes people can kind of read that from you. 
And then lastly, I would have talking with others about your situation. There was so many opportunities passed along my way because I opened my mouth and I said, I am looking for new opportunities in this industry within these roles. And so many people like Rennie, um, Rennie the Resource, uh, she's a YouTube content creator, financial influencer. She's just an overall gem. She would send me things and say, hey, like I received this, but you know, she does content creation full time. So she's not looking for anything. She was like, but I can pass your name along to the recruiter. Wonderful. There were people at work that, you know, they were looking for new roles too. And they would say, hey, I got approached about this opportunity, but like, it's not really my thing. So I can put you in contact with the recruiter and, you know, see if they'd be interested in interviewing you. Things like that, like just being super vocal. I know it's very like, whatever, vulnerable, embarrassing, whatever to have to say like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a new job, but like whatever, everyone's always looking for a new job. So um, just being very open, very vocal about like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. You know, people are more than willing to um, to help you. So that was something that I really found, um, I really found out during my during my interview process or just like my job hunting journey. Um, and then really just like round this episode out with like a note of encouragement. Um, if you don't like what you're doing, if you are wanting to break into a different industry or get into a new role, just do it. I mean, um, it's either it's like your life I feel like and so you just have to kind of take control of the situation at hand and really work towards that goal that you're wanting to achieve I you know I literally have no background or no experience like in financial tech like professionally but I was still able to use like the skills that I the skills that I developed in my previous jobs my side projects my my Instagram my podcast things like that they all kind of came together to help me get into my next role which you know looking back it's like wow like this is so crazy so if there's something that you want that you're wanting to do but you don't have you know quote unquote the skills or whatever no one's giving you the opportunity create it yourself um and you just never know what could happen but I would say definitely just take that chance take that first step like you know, if you don't like something, work to fix it. Uh, So yeah, I'll leave you guys on that note because I feel like that's pretty inspiring. So until next time, bye.